by Twinlypod. For those of you who are new here, my name is Lois Mitchell and I'm a third year medical student. Today's episode, we're continuing on from last week with our endogyne series, so go check out last week's episode on secondary amenorrhea if you've had the chance to yet. Today, we're going to be discussing the endocrinology of polycystic ovary syndrome, or PCOS. We'll discuss the basic physiology of the ovaries, pathophysiology of PCOS, who is affected by this disorder, as well as the investigations and treatment of PCOS. To start us off, PCOS is a disorder which affects up to 20% of all women of reproductive age. The key features of this disorder are oligo or amenorrhea, which is infrequent or absent menstrual periods, the appearance of ovarian cysts on scan, and ovulation, which is a lack of ovulation during a menstrual cycle, hyperandrogenism, which is elevated levels of male reproductive hormones known as androgens, and the symptoms which come along with this, such as excess body hair and facial hair. Let's now look at the basic physiology of the ovaries and the role the hormones they produce have in the body. The primary role of the ovaries is to release an egg to be fertilised at roughly day 14 of the menstrual cycle. However, the other role of the ovaries is to produce steroid hormones, oestrogen and progesterone. To better understand the role that these hormones play in a woman, it is essential to know that the menstrual cycle is a sequential series of events which prepares the uterus for the implantation of fertilised egg. But if the egg remains unfertilised, then the endometrium of the womb is shed in a flow of menses in a process known as menstruation. Let's now look at the hormone oestrogen. Oestrogen is released from the ovaries in response to the release of luteinizing hormone, or LH, from the anterior pituitary gland, which itself is stimulated by gonadotrophin-releasing hormone, or GnRH, from the hypothalamus. Oestrogen has many functions both in regards to the reproductive system and also in the rest of the body. In the menstrual cycle, oestrogen causes stimulation of follicular development to prepare a mature egg for release. In the metrial proliferation, an oestrogen control causes the feedback at around days 12 to 14 of the cycle. This causes a surge in LH levels which triggers ovulation at around day 14 of a normal 28 day cycle. Other effects of oestrogen include stimulating prolactin secretion, development of the female genitals and secondary female sexual characteristics such as breast development. The other ovarian steroid hormone, progesterone, is secreted in response to the formation of the corpus luteum. The corpus luteum is formed by the rupture of the graphene follicle and progesterone is also secreted in smaller levels by the adrenal cortex. Progesterone has many effects, however, the main effect regarding the menstrual cycle is to prepare the endometrium for the implantation of the fertilised egg by increasing the vascularity of the uterus by promoting development of uterine spinal arteries. Let's now dive into the epidemiology of PCOS and look at what groups are affected by it. Studies have shown that up to 20% of all women of reproductive age are affected by PCOS. This number varies based on what diagnostic criteria is in fact used. People commonly affected by PCOS include those with a family history of the condition, monozygotic or identical twins, and it has also been shown that obese patients as well as patients with a form of diabetes, be that type 1, 2 or gestational diabetes, are also at an increased risk of developing the clinical signs of PCOS. With other risk factors of PCOS, including, but definitely not limited to, atypical central precocious puberty, obesity and metabolic syndromes, as well as a high birth weight in girls who are born to overweight mothers. Let's have a quick look at the causes of polycystic ovary syndrome. Despite the exact causes of PCOS being unknown, it is commonly accepted that it is related to abnormal hormone levels, which can be a result of insulin resistance, hormone imbalance or genetics. Other factors such as prenatal androgen exposure, 
and pervator growth have been shown to contribute to the development of PCOS, with obesity being a major lifestyle risk factor for the development of this condition. Now that we know a bit about the epidemiology and causes of PCOS, we can dive into the pathophysiology of this condition. The hyperandrogenism of PCOS may either be ovarian or adrenal in nature, but for today's episode we'll be focusing on the ovarian causes of PCOS. The causes of ovarian hyperandrogenism may be intrinsic such as altered steroid synthesis or extrinsic factors such as hyperinsulinemia, this means there's high blood insulin levels. However, regardless of the cause, the end result is the same. There's excess testosterone in the body, which causes the ovaries of women with PCOS to produce more follicles than normal, and these follicles will stop developing prematurely. The abnormal follicular development prevents ovulation from occurring during the menstrual cycle. As PCOS is associated with hyperinsulinemia, 50-70% to 70% of women with this condition will have a glucose intolerance due to the defects in insulin action and pancreatic beta cell function. These defects are exacerbated by obesity, which places women with PCOS at higher risk of developing diabetes mellitus or cardiovascular disease. Obesity can also worsen PCOS, as this causes an increase in circulating androgen levels and decreases the levels of sex hormone binding globulin, or SHBG. Let's now move on and learn about how this condition presents itself, and what some of the common complaints of PCOS are. The common presenting complaints of PCOS include oligo or amenorrhea, which is infrequent or absent menstrual periods, hirsutism or other androgenic symptoms, these include symptoms such as an increase in body hair, acne, decreased breast size and oily skin, and in many cases, another symptom of PCOS is fertility. However, it is essential to remember that PCOS does not cause a patient pain or cause a patient to gain weight. The cysts associated with PCOS are painless, whilst weight gain or BMI above 25 can exacerbate the symptoms of PCOS. We know that women who have PCOS often also have an insulin resistance, but there are many comorbidities which a patient can present with. These include, but are not limited to, hypertension, diabetes mellitus, metabolic syndrome, glucose intolerance, dyslipidemia and other vascular type diseases, and many mental health disorders such as depression and anxiety, which occur in higher rates in women with PCOS compared to the general population. PCOS commonly presents, we can learn about the criteria used to diagnose someone. A patient can be diagnosed with PCOS if they present with at least any two of the following. Oligo or amenorrhea, androgenic symptoms due to increased testosterone levels. The hormone screen of a patient who has PCOS would show normal or high estrogen levels with hyperandrogenism. A patient can also present with PCOS morphology on scan. This means that if you did an ultrasound for a patient who has PCOS, you would find small peripheral ovarian cysts or a total ovarian volume greater than 12 cubic centimetres. However, it is important to note that 20% of all women will show PCOS morphology on a scan without actually having PCOS. Therefore, it is essential that there is at least one of either oligo or amenorrhea or androgenic symptoms in order to diagnose a patient with PCOS. It is also incredibly rare to diagnose a 
teenager with PCOS, as adolescent girls may actually have physiologically multicystic ovaries. Therefore, PCOS cannot be diagnosed in adolescence unless there is both menstrual irregularity and hyperandrogenism. finally move on to the management of PCOS. It has been shown that exercise and weight loss to be in that ranging from 20 to 25 will improve PCOS symptoms and it will decrease the levels of circulating antigens in the body. Whilst there are many pharmacological options in the treatment of PCOS, such as combined hormonal contraceptives and spironolactone, there are also symptom-specific treatments such as ephlorinethine cream which can be used to reduce body hair and growth to manage the hirsutism which can present in patients. However, as PCOS can be associated with infertility, it is important to ensure that there is adequate endometrial protection through hormonal contraception. This can be through the Marina IUS or Oral Deep Rivera. There are also infertility specific treatments such as clomiphene metformin which can be used in patients with PCOS. Lastly, it is key to remember that PCOS patients are at higher risk of developing comorbidities. Therefore, you should always remain vigilant and have a lower threshold to conduct an oral glucose tolerance test. This is due to the fact that patients with PCOS are at higher risk of developing diabetes or to have glucose intolerance. In conclusion, polycystic ovary syndrome is a common condition which is characterised by irregular or absent menstrual periods androgenic symptoms with a distinct morphology on ultrasound. Women with PCOS may vary in presentation depending on which risk factors they might have. I just want to say thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to follow our social media platforms at Aberdeen University Endocrinology Society on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And tune in next week for our next episode in our endogyny series on endometriosis. Also, Please make sure to share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. We thank you for your support. This is Lois Mitchell signing off and I hope to welcome you all back for the next episode. As a disclaimer, AUES is a student-led organisation and the content provided through Endopod is solely for informative purposes only. This does not replace the advice of any doctor or healthcare professional. Medical students involved in the making of this episode are in the third year of their medical studies. All the information provided in this episode was researched on appropriate resources. To view them, please check the episode description.